Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermiss. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. All right. This year is flying by. All right, guys. I'm going to bring you a quick show. And by quick show, I mean it'll probably be an hour long. Because, <laughs> you know, it's what I do. All right. So I'm going to kind of jump into a couple of topical uh, situations right now, and then I'm going to get into what I brought you all here for today. All right, real quick. Came out today that uh, President Joseph R. McGillicuddy is COVID-free only five days after being diagnosed. Now, this is how it's going to be spun. Um, as I talked about on the, the show the other day, you know, last week, or was it last week, week before, whenever he was in Israel and Saudi and there, and he was hacking up a lung, talking about having a headache, and he was coughing. I personally, I'm not a doctor, but I personally believe that he had COVID then. And, uh, you know, okay, when I had COVID, you know, and, and anyone that's listening to this, when you had COVID, you know, most places, most people that have, you know, jobs at you know, businesses, you have to, you know, go get a test. You have to be officially tested, right? And, um, <clears throat> you know, so when when I got it, I didn't even know I had it other than the fact that I couldn't smell anything. So I was like, well, I might have COVID. I, I had to get a test. Tested positive, whatever. And then I had to wait. You know, I think it was 10 days. 10 days or so, and then I had to test again. And then, you know, some places make you test before you even come back to work. Like my son had it not too long ago. And he tested a crap ton of times. It was a good week plus before he was finally tested negative. So this guy, five days, old man. I don't give a shit that he's double vaxxed and double boosted. There's plenty of people that are. Like I said, my son's vaccinated. Um, So I don't think that <laughs> COVID is what it is. I, supposedly... Uh, based on what they tell us now about the vaccines, is if you um, you, it, your symptoms or your the severity won't be as bad. 
but the length of the virus is what it is. So I still stick to my point that he had it well over a week ago and a week and a half ago and was out visiting all these countries and all these people. And I'd be curious to know if any of his aides, you know, if anyone else has tested, but, you know, whatever. Of course, they're going to spin it and they're going to say, oh, you know, at 70, however old, 7, how, 9, what, fucking 100, however old the motherfucker is. Oh, the reason he did so well is because he's double vaxxed, double boosted, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to start pushing that bullshit now. Watched him do his little speech today about it. And, of course, uh, uh, you know, I got to thank everybody for the prayers and thoughts. You know, I'll tell you this, Joe. The only reason people are praying for you is because as bad as you are, God only knows how much worse it would be if Camel Toe was in there. And, basically, that's where your prayers and your well wishes came from. So, whatever. He's doing better. He's back in the helm. And, uh... You know, it is what it is. But speaking of him, um, notice lately uh, Hunter Biden's name's been popping up a lot more in the news. And and it seems that the uh, Department of Justice are, is actually doing their job. So I found a couple of news stories we're going to go into here. This is um, from the other day. So uh, Rep. James Comer from uh, Kentucky doesn't play the if game when it comes to uh, the DOJ possibly indicting Hunter Biden. It is not too di- and it's not too distant future. While the agency investigates a litany of federal charges for the uh, for the Kentucky Republican, it's more of a case of when Hunter Biden gets indicted. This guy's in a lot of trouble, and the Department of Justice just doesn't know what to do. On, thir- on Thursday evening, while appearing on Spicer & Company, the host with, sh- uh, blah, 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 with co-host Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith. <laughs> Sorry about that. The various charges that have been reported, says Comer, are the least of Hunter Biden's problems. So, okay, I'm not going to go into this story. We basic- We know everything for the most part. The laptop, I mean, this shit's been going on for, what year are we in? We're in 22 I mean, this was going on during the election or during, you know, during the debates. Remember, uh, Trump brought it up. So we know of everything on the laptop. And if you don't know, you can look it up because it's out there. Some of the pictures are, are a sight to see nonetheless. Now you're into a situation now where, you know, I talked about it the other day where dipshit president there uh, has been selling more oil out of the refinery, out of the uh defense just strategic reserves there and one of the companies that bought it was a company in china lo and behold guess who works for said company or at least has dealings with said company right Hmm, shocker hunter biden nothing to see here now it's come out that they'll say whenever they do this this isn't like it's a, a, a joe biden thing it's like joe's selling oil on the black market. I mean, every president has done it for whatever reason, because now they try to turn the story back to Trump. Oh, well, Trump did it too. Okay, so if Trump did it, if Barack did it, if uh, Bush did it, whatever, were they doing it in the middle of a crisis when our gas is $5 a gallon? No. And then I would have to ask the question, where's the money going? But that's a story for another day. Point being is, the, the way it works is, they put this money on the, on, or I'm sorry, this oil on the market. 
and it goes to the highest bidder, essentially. It's just like an auction. But conveniently enough, the one of the companies that won the auction for Asia is a company that has dealings with Hunter Biden. So there you go. But then, you know, furthermore, now this whistleblower has come out saying that the, um, and this person, obviously, they're not naming names, but is a highly credible whistleblower. And um, this person's coming out accusing the FBI and the DOJ for burying verified and ver- uh, verified and verifiable dirt on Hunter Biden uh, by incorrect- incorrectly dismissing the intelligence as disinformation. So we've been hearing that for years. That laptop is Russian disinformation. This is dis- Russian different. It's not. I mean, shit. You had Tony Bobolinsky come out a couple. What is that? Like a year and a half ago, on Tucker telling you everything and he's since disappeared but the uh interview remains okay so basically this is this is my thoughts on the whole thing without going into the whole deal shocker to say that the fbi and the doj is is hiding evidence shocker to say that they're skirting around the issues of course they are this is the president's son but hear me out why we've been hearing hunt i never knew who the fuck hunter biden was two years ago right so when his name popped up two plus years ago during the uh election during you know when they were out doing their thing trump and uh dipshit um <clears throat> His name started popping up. You had the gun possession. You had the laptop. You had the sleeping with the dead brother's widowed wife. You know, and then the stories of of infidelity with his wife. And, you know, underage hookers and crack cocaine. You've heard all the stories in the last couple of years. And each one of those things are bad. He's a felony. What was he doing with a gun? That was swept under the rug. He's, you know, allegedly messing with underage girls, whether they're hookers or not, whatever. He's doing crack. And and the thing is, these aren't even speculations. He's videotapes himself doing this stuff. It's not like this is a surprise to anybody. The reason I think this stuff is starting to come to light is this. They know that Biden's days are numbered. Whether he makes it to the end of his term, that remains to be seen, obviously. But I personally believe that somewhere in the the recesses of government, that and maybe even Biden himself doesn't think he's going to make it as the president till 2024. Not that he's going to die. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Now, we've made bold predictions before plenty of times about um you know how long he's going to be president and this is why i think the heat's turning up on this usually as a president you can make this stuff kind of go away i think this is coming to light because they're looking i think they're going to work out a plea deal hunter will plead to whatever whatever they charge him with he'll plead to it he'll get a sentence of you know whatever the mandatory minimum is 
And then he's going to get pardoned by his dad. Guaranteed. The best way to get rid of the story is to go ahead and prosecute the story. And then have old dad get you out of jail for free. And no bubbles, no troubles. You get pardoned. You have no, <laughs> you, you know, everything's gone. And Biden can go off onto the sunset. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Because why Why now? Why is this all of a sudden blown? And it's not like he's running for president again. I mean, he's two, you know, almost two years in, year and a half, whatever, into his presidency. Why is this coming up now? Is it to drive him out? I mean, could be. That could be another reason. Um, I personally think it's a situation. I wouldn't be surprised within the next couple of months you don't see Hunter Biden take a plea for whatever the charges are. And then shortly thereafter, old dad gets him out and, you know, pardons him. No bubbles, no trouble. And he's walking free to fuck Asian hookers and smoke crack again. That's just my opinion. You know, take it for what it's worth. All right, so on to the news that'll be breaking tomorrow. And that is that the uh, recession numbers or the the uh, GDP numbers will come out tomorrow on Thursday. Um, so we'll talk about that more on Friday. But it's interesting. They're, they're planning to <laughs> release these, uh, these numbers and be bad. I mean, basically, it's the way it boils down because they're already starting to come out and redefine what a recession is. So I'm going to tell you what, what, are, what the actual definition of a recession is. This has nothing to do with what they want to change the definition to. A recession is a significant decline in economic activity lasting more than a few months. There's a drop in the following five economic indicators. Real GDP, income, employment, manufacturing, and retail sales. Now, those five things are very important because GDP is going to be down. That's the number that they focus on. We The first quarter of the year was down. So when you have two quarters in a row, that puts you in a recession. Now, <clears throat> two quarters is six months. It doesn't mean that, okay, tomorrow is July 28th. That doesn't mean tomorrow, if they come out and say the GDP lost whatever, that gives us two quarters of lost GDP growth. Now we're in a recession. No, that means we've been in a recession. And anyone that knows anything about a little bit knows that we're in a recession. Now, <clears throat> the other things here are income, employment, manufacturing, and retail sales. They're going to focus the, the non-recession numbers. They're going to focus on the employment. Well, unemployment's at a 3.9 or 3.6, whatever it is. So that's good. Okay, that is good. But I've also staked my claim in the fact that the reason your unemployment numbers or your job numbers are, are decent, still not back to 100% of where we were pre-pandemic. You're not even, you know, you're not there yet. So... My my opinion is that people, <laughs> some people are out there probably having to work two jobs. That can falsify your numbers. But let's take the employment number out of the equation. Look at the income. Income is down. Yeah, people might be back to work. But even if your income is stagnant from where it was a year ago, or you only got a 
little bit of a raise or no raise, you have to put the inflation number in on top of that. So if you got a 3 or 4% pay raise, let's say, which is the average, what and, and uh, inflation's at 9.1, 9.4, whatever that number is, you didn't get any raise, right? And then look at retail sales. So just the other day, Walmart come out again with their second quarter's earnings down, projecting a bad year with, uh, with their sales and their, their profit. Of course, it tanked their stock again. But if you have, if you have a retail establishment such as Walmart where people go to, um, <laughs> you know, to save money and they're projecting slow numbers, there's, there's obviously a problem, right? Not to mention the fact that I used to be a manager for Walmart. Now, this was a long time ago, but basically the way it works in any retail establishment, no matter what it is, when profit goes down, when sales slow, and you can't make money as a company, they start laying off people. Number one, they start cutting hours. Number two, so if you, if you work for Walmart or another retail establishment and they have to, and they're losing money, they have to start cutting hours. If you're a 40-hour uh, a week employee, now they might cut you to 35. You think, okay, well, five hours, that's not that big of a deal. Well, Walmart actually play, pays relatively decent. I don't know what the average rate of pay for them is, but let's, let's just for shits and giggles say it's 15 bucks an hour. So you work from Walmart, you're making 15 bucks an hour, which isn't fabulous, but decent nonetheless. Cut five hours. So now you just went from making, you know, $600 a week to losing 60. So now you're down to like five something a week, right? God forbid you get sick or anything else. And then let's say they cut you down another couple of hours and, you know, then you got to go look. You might be a, a 32 hour a week employee and you're losing eight hours a week at 15. That's, that's, a, that's a, like almost 100 bucks a week you're missing. That's going to cause people to have to go get a part time job. You might go get a job at McDonald's or, you know, delivering pizzas or whatever the case may be just to make the ends meet, so to speak. So they're going to come out with the numbers tomorrow. More than likely, I would assume they're going to be bad. Because they're already preparing you by changing the definition, saying, oh, no, it's not it's not like that. Look at the employment numbers. Cool. People are working right now. Have another bad, have another bad quarter and see what happens. So in going into this next bit that I want to talk about, and it has a lot to do with our economy. We just talked about recession. We've been talking about inflation. So, you remember back in March, I did a show called Project Sandman. So, uh, the actual date of the show is March 25th. So, if you haven't listened to it or need a refresher, I encourage you to go and listen to it. Um, but, you know, I'll give you a basic, you know, an overview. So, Project Sandman was, um, is described as a 100-plus nation agreement that when triggered, 
we'll see those nations simultaneously dump the dollar and abandon the petrodollar status that has allowed the USA to enjoy 50 years of fiat currency, <clears throat> material abundance at the expense of everyone else. When this decision is triggered, the dollar and all dollar denomination assets will plunge to near zero literally overnight. This means all dollar-denominated bank accounts, bonds, pension funds, treasurers, and other investment vehicles will essentially be worth zero for the simple reason that all banks and markets will freeze operations. Any funds you have in the stock market will be stuck in those markets. And um, the entire infrastructure of banking and finance will suffer a catastrophic uh, liquidity crisis that will freeze nearly all financial transactions. Credit cards will stop functioning. Food, food stamp systems will go down and stay down. ATMs will not function. Wire transfers will be halted. Checks won't be honored. And banks will disappear or will appear to be offline when accessed through the Internet, displaying a maintenance message to panic uh, users. So I went into a lot more detail, obviously, on the, on the actual show. So like I said, that was a March 25th show few months ago scroll back if you want to listen to it if you haven't listened to it um and the reason i bring that up is this just this past week the BRICS nations got together and had a little meeting now you might be asking what is the BRICS nation is it a nation of bricks no <laughs> i'll tell you the BRICS nation is an acronym coined um to associate five major emerging ec- economies Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And interestingly enough, it's it's really like BRICS plus now. Because um, you have Turkey and Iran. And not, not that these are major, you know, economies. But even these little guys emerging and, and joining the um, BRICS nations is bad. So, um, the members are known for their significant influence in world affairs. Since 2009, the governments of the BRICS states have met annually at formal summits. China hosted the most recent event just last week on the 24th. Uh, BRICS uh, hosts new development bank, uh, contingent reserve arrangements, BRICS payment system, and BRICS bank uh, basket uh, reserve currency. So what does that mean? I have no idea. It sounds bad. <laughs> so basically, going into it, they're, they're in the process of setting up a global reserve currency. Now, BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China. So India and China are the two most populated countries in the world, right? Um, Russia... Is a, is a very big player in this. And a few months ago, when the whole Ukraine situation started, you know, they tried to sanction uh, Russia and uh, freeze their, their money. Well, I mean, I, I said this on a show back when this happened. I said, sanctioning Russia is not going to do anything for you. They're going, you know, Putin's going to be like, laugh at your damn sanctions because... He essentially, what he did was, he knows he's got value. If he has nothing else that this world wants or needs, it's oil. So what he did was, 
he told countries, smaller countries, not like the U.S. or you know Canada or whoever, but smaller countries that depend on Russian oil and wheat and certain things. I think Russia is the number two or three producer of wheat in the world. So countries over that way in uh, Asia and um, the Middle East and some parts of Europe depend on uh, Russia for those things. So Russia said, well, they took them off the, the uh, what was the damn currency exchange? I, I can't remember, but the Starlink or whatever it was called, where he they couldn't do, essentially, you want to go to Russia and buy oil, you go through this currency exchange to buy the oil. Well, they were taken out of that, so no one could buy oil from them. So whatever, Russia still has the shit to sell, and countries still need it. So what... what uh, Putin did was he made everybody buy his oil with rubles or gold or silver, strengthening his economy so the sanctions actually had no effect. It's not like he was selling widgets and, uh, you know, toy helicopters. You know, he had, had something of value. Our currency in America is, is called the petrodollar. What does that mean? It's based on oil. Okay. Russia is one of the, I think they're the second or third largest oil producing country in the world. They've got value. If, like I said, if in nothing else, in oil itself. So if our currency here in America, which is a global currency, it's not just our money. I've told you this before. You can take a dollar bill or a $20 bill. You go on vacation wherever, and that money's taken. You can go to another country and use U.S. money. It's taken over there. You used to be back in the day, you have, you'd have to go through exchange. Now, if you come from another country to here, you have to exchange that money. You have to take whatever country money and exchange it to American dollars. But it's not like that the other way around. Granted, it makes it easier if you go and you're on vacation in France or England or wherever. If you convert to their currency if you're using cash or if you use your credit card or whatever it'll do the exchange for you but nonetheless um <clears throat> excuse me um you uh our money is a petro dollar well why wouldn't the ruble be a petro ruble so you sanctioned them from selling oil well countries still went and bought the oil you strengthened their economy because you forced these smaller countries to pay in gold, which was valuable to Russia. And gold is gold. And then they came out with the thing where Russian gold was going to be devalued. <laughs> Whatever. Gold is gold. Okay? And when you have Brazil, India, China, South Africa, and surrounding countries involved in this uh, global reserve currency, gold is gold, okay? Oil is oil. It doesn't matter where it comes from, not to these countries. It only matters to certain countries in Europe and America. These other countries don't give a shit. They want oil. They want wheat. They need shit. You know, how much crap does this country, our country alone, how much crap do we buy from China and India? That we don't think about. How much crap do we buy from other parts of Asia that we don't think about? Well, if any of these countries become part of this BRICS nation, 
and this global reserve currency, we're already seeing supply shortages. And I'm not even talking about food and, and the diesel and the fertilizer. I'm not even getting into that. That's a show for another day. This is about money. So President Vladimir Putin said on Wednesday that the BRICS countries are currently working on setting up a new global reserve currency. So before I read on here, also what does that mean? So the World Bank, right? We've talked about this in the past. The Federal Reserve isn't a federal entity. It's not owned by our government. The World Bank is not owned by like the UN or whoever. It's the Bank of England is not owned by England. Now, the Federal Reserve is ran by our government. The Bank of England is ran by government officials in England and so on and so forth. It's not owned by those countries. We've talked about this. Who owns the Federal Reserve? You pay taxes. Every paycheck you get, you, you have FICA, right? That's your Federal Reserve taxes. You're, you're paying a tax on the money that you earn, not, a, not your income tax. <laughs> it's not your income tax. This is a Federal Reserve tax for able to be able to get your money and spend your money. You have to pay tax because you don't own that money. The government doesn't own that money. The Rothschilds own that money. So essentially, our government, your company, whoever you get a paycheck from, borrows money from the Federal Reserve, and I'm not even talking about, I'm, even if you work for a company that's a rich company, if you work for a top 10 whatever company, it's still not their money, in essence. It's Federal Reserve note. Look at your dollar. Pull a dollar out of your pocket. If you have a dollar, if you have a dollar, look at the back of it. It doesn't say property of the government. It doesn't say property of, you know, Don Q. It says Federal Reserve note. It's property of the Federal Reserve, okay? They're setting up an international, a global reserve currency, which is going to defeat, or, you know, that's the idea, is, is for them to defeat the, um, the World Bank. Now, I speculated before that this whole Ukraine-Russia thing had nothing to do with what we're being told it has to do with. It's not you know, the evil Vladimir Putin trying to take over Ukraine because he wants to expand his empire. I'm sure that has a little bit to do with it. But listening to some of the the other situations, as far as him, you know, there was speculation. I speculated. Other people have speculated. And we've heard the terminology Great Reset and that um, the Ukraine was going to be the face of the Great Reset. And, you know, you don't know what to believe. I mean, in all honesty, like I've said this time and time again, we were raised, we were born and bred. People that are in my age range, if you're 60 years or younger, you were raised with the pure hatred of Russia. You know, whether it was through your parents, your grandparents, movies, television, whatever. Okay, so we can't believe anything 
that whoever's running the show over there says because they're evil. They're the evil empire. We hate them, right? That's what we've been taught forever since the 60s or the 50s probably. Um, maybe it's true. I, I'm not saying it's not true. And I'm not here, you know, all praise Russia. I'm not saying that. But knowing the things that I've known the last couple of years since we especially since we've been doing this podcast and my research and Chris's research, we've gotten a lot more deeper into, you know, the bullshit, so to speak. You start to understand that our government lies. They lie like a dog. We always want to believe that our government has the best interest out. If you guys haven't had the chance to listen to our latest X uh, X Files, DTOM Files show, I know it's long, it's a three-hour show, but trust me, guys, we go into some really good stuff there. But we've been, we, we can never wrap our heads around the fact that our government could do such things to us. But they do. <laughs> I'm here to tell you they do. So if they do those things to us, why wouldn't they lie to us about other situations? Did Putin go into Ukraine because he wants to expand his empire? Maybe. Did he go into Ukraine because of the Federal Reserve thing, the World Bank? The uh, Rothschilds, the Great Reset. I don't know, maybe. But now you have this, right? So also, I'm going to read on here. According to the Russian president, the member states are also developing a reliable alternative mechanism for international payments. Earlier, the group said it was working, working on establishing a joint payment network to cut reliance on the Western financial system. The BRICS countries have also... Uh, been boist, uh, boasting the use of local currencies in mutual trade. So that goes back to what I was saying, <clears throat> where they're creating up or creating their own way to um, do international payments. So if if China is probably one of the largest manufacturers of goods in the world, Russia is one of the largest uh, oil producers in the world the second, I believe, second or third largest producer of wheat in the world. There's going to be countries that aren't a part of this BRICS nation, or BRICS, you know, whatever, conglomerate, <laughs> that are going to have to adhere to the program. And the reason being is you need wheat. You need oil. Regardless of what these Green New Deal people are saying, you need oil. We need the things we need. Now, we, in America, the number one producer of wheat, we're good from an American standpoint until America gets a wild hair up their ass like Canada and Netherlands and whoever else, Sri Lanka and, you know, with the fertilizer situation. That's coming, too. We're creating our own crises by trying to be green. We, as a country, can produce more than enough oil to support ourselves and some of the other countries. We produce enough wheat to support ourselves and other countries. But for some fucked up reason, we don't. I, why? You know, two years ago, three years ago, we were one of the leading producers of oil. We had an abundance we were exporting oil for the first time in this country's uh, 
I don't want to say in the history, but in the, probably in the last hundred years, we became an exporter of oil. Okay? It wasn't until dipshit got into office that that stopped. And it's all because of this new Green Deal crap. These, You want to look at the real communists, the real <laughs> dictatorships, the real authoritarians? Look at that White House right now. And I'm not even saying it's Biden because I don't think he knows shit from anything. He's just prayed it out there in front of a teleprompter. He reads what he reads and he goes back and eats his tapioca. Whoever's running the show is the problem. That's the, the Wizard of Oz, right? So also, in just a few days after uh, Biden was in Saudi Arabia begging for oil, Putin was in Saudi Arabia talking with the crown prince about oil. So, um, you know, they spoke about the, you know, the oil market on a telephone conversation on Thursday. And then um, the call comes less than a week after the uh, ruler met Biden. Putin and Prince Mohammed discussed in detail the situation on the international oil market. They stressed the importance of reinforcing co uh, cooperation in OPEC+. Plus. The Kremlin said in a statement, the Saudi-led OPEC oil cartel has been cooperating with a number of other oil exporting nations, including Russia, for several years to better control the oil market. The group called OPEC Plus introduced production cuts during the coronavirus pandemic that helped the oil market to recover from the crash in prices to below zero. So if you understand what I just read there is OPEC Plus, the Saudi-led situation, cut oil production. Why? To increase demand, which rose the price because... America, and this is why we're not going to get oil from these people. When Trump was in office, and I'm not blaming Trump, but when Trump was in office, we became oil independent, okay, which drove the price of oil down, which is why we had $2 or less gas. And we were exporting oil. We were exporting natural gas, which cut in to these, the OPECs, the Saudis, cut into their profits. So when Biden got into office, you got to wonder if maybe there was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You do this, we'll scratch your back. But now they're fucking us because they're like, no, we can't, we can't, we're at max. We can't produce any more oil. Well, you're not at max because you cut the shit just two years ago. So they cut it to recover from the crash in the prices. Because when we, America, in 2017, 18, 19, started exporting oil, we cut into their profits. And that pissed them off. The OPEC nations have been gradually un <clears throat> unwinding those cuts, but the end of COVID restrictions in most countries has seen demand rebound. With Russia's military operation in Ukraine also triggered supply worries, oil prices have jumped briefly above $120 a barrel this year. The Kremlin statement said Putin and Prince Mohammed noted that with satisfaction that the cooperation by OPEC Plus members had made it possible to maintain a needed balance of stability on the global energy market. So, <clears throat> essentially, what that boils down to is they cut production to raise the price so they can make their money back. They made their money back, and they're not worried about it because these guys aren't stressing it, right? Who's stressing it? You're stressing it. I'm stressing it. The person next to you is stressing it.
And it, it gets to a point where it, you feel like nobody cares. Well, if this international currency thing goes into effect, if this, um, this BRICS uh, conglomerate, whatever you want to call it, it's not, it's not fake, okay? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting situation. So, I mean, uh, essentially what the way I look at it is this. I personally believe China is, what's his name, GG, whatever the chairman is, he's kind of like runs the shit. And um, you have uh, <clears throat> a pure hatred. I mean, these countries, a lot of these countries hate us. Contrary to popular opinion, they might be cordial. Biden can meet with whoever. Trump can meet with whoever. And, and they'll be cordial. But deep down inside, they, they hate us. You know, I heard a thing the other day where people on Twitter, oh, you know, if Trump was in office still, what would have happened with Putin and Ukraine? That would have never happened. You know, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but that would have never happened. Now, you can't say this. I'm not here to tell you this BRICS conglomerate was was created. Um just last year it's not it was in 01 so this isn't even like oh biden's president now these guys got together and created a situation now they've been dealing with this for 20 years um so is it a situation where i think some of these countries especially china and russia are tired of america being america i think their main goal is the destruction of this country. Not not necessarily nuclear destruction, but an economic dis- destruction. We can sit here and say that will never happen. It's happening. It's happening now. Nothing is going to happen overnight. The Great Depression didn't happen overnight. Once again, I did a show on that. <laughs> the new Great Depression. We're, we're in the midst of it. Look at your history books. The 1920s, 1918, there was a pandemic. The government, after they got out of the pandemic, flooded the country with money. Supplies dwindled. Then they supply, Then the supply chains rose. Money stopped. Supplies got overran. Stores were overstocked. They lost money. Now Walmart wasn't around in 1920. But essentially, it's the same thing. Stock market started to fluctuate. Before the goods were too high, the stock market was rising. People were buying stocks. We had that happen. Margins came to call. People were borrowing money to buy stocks. But then when margin call, they didn't have the money to pay back the loans. Ushering in the beginning of the Great Depression. Watch what happens <clears throat> if shit doesn't get fixed soon. I'm not even talking, oh, we, God, we got to hurry up and get Trump. God, we got to hurry up and get to say, I'm not even talking about two years from now. I'm talking now. 
I mean, as much as I don't want Biden to succeed, because God knows I do not want him to be president, we need him to succeed for us. Okay? Unless he goes away and Kamala goes away. I mean, there's not going to be a special election. They're not going to say, oh, uh, Biden's stepping down for health reasons. Kamala's your president. Oh, we're going to impeach Kamala for whatever reason. It doesn't work like that. It, even if that were to be the case, there's not going to be a special election. They're going to place someone in there. And who's third in line? Right? Do we want Pelosi in there? I mean, so you guys got to gotta understand what's going on. These countries want us destroyed economically. And the reason I say that is China, up until recently, as big of a country and as, as populated as a country as it is, and it's obviously a co- uh, communist country, was essentially like a third world country. You know, they could barely keep their people fed. Now, in the last couple of decades, they've gained economic power because of countries like us, because we got lazy and stopped building shit. Everything got shipped over to China, where most of the population works. Build your iPhones, build your Samsung phones, build your TVs, build your, you know, make your sneakers and your clothes, right? They might not make a shit ton of money, but the country is making money. Their people are fed. Their cities are big, okay? In the meantime... You're seeing people in this country go without food. And it's not that they're not working. They're just not making enough money because inflation's so high. But when these companies stop making money, when Walmart, if Walmart has another bad quarter going into the fall season, I'm telling you right now, they're going to start laying people off. And that's one of your largest employers in this country. Target's going to be right there with them. And all your smaller chains of whatever your grocery stores it, it can't continue like this if if people that remember 08 this is this is nothing in 08 the highest that um gas prices got was um was 411 that was the national average was four dollars and 11 cents um <laughs> We're at what four thirty something right now, and they're bragging about that. Oh, we dropped gas prices sixty cents, seventy cents, whatever he was saying. Dude, you're still fucking twenty cents higher than than it's ever been prior to this this these last couple of months. The highest gas has ever been was four dollars and eleven cents, and that was in fourth uh, in two thousand and eight. Okay, so he easily surpassed that this just a month ago. And they're bragging that it's down to 430-something. Like, you should feel, you should be happy that it's only 430-something. We can't keep this up. China and Russia are happy about what's going on. We didn't hurt either of these countries by sanctioning Russia, by putting tariffs on China. We didn't do that. When Trump did those tariffs on China, the whole point of that was to get people to bring their stuff back here, which was working. There was companies that were going to start moving back. And they don't want that. The whole point, and I've said this before, of this J6 
investigation. It has nothing to do. You go on Twitter, oh, Trump needs to be in jail. He's going to go to jail because of this. No, he's not. He's not going anywhere. The only place he could possibly go or not go is the White House. This whole thing is to get him to not be president again. They don't want that. Because he's already made a statement. He was just in Tampa this past weekend. And one of the statements he made there was, I become president again if I run. I mean, of course, he hasn't come out and officially said I'm running. Uh, He's firing 50-something thousand people. I don't know how easily that'll be done. But when he ran for president initially, it was, you know, he ran on draining the swamp. And he... He 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 admittedly said that he didn't know what he's doing. He didn't. He wasn't a Washington guy. He wasn't a politician. So he took suggestions on who to bring in as advisors and whatever. Obviously, Matt made some bad choices based on other people's recommendations. He knows better now. It's going to be a different story if he runs and wins. It'll be interesting, to say the least. But that's what this J six about. And the flashback to what I was talking about earlier, the Hunter Biden thing, watch. He'll get a he'll get a plea. Daddy'll get him out. And then no one's talking about this BRICS summit. No one's talking about the global currency change. No one's talking about this. Guys, this is a big deal. As we in this country are going through what's more than likely going to be a recession, not a beginning of a recession, we're slap dab in it. And inflation will probably come out. What does it come out? I think August 10th, I think I said. So in a week and a half when that comes out, it'll probably be over 9%. It was at 9.1. You know, just for shits and giggles, let's go to the old uh, U.S. inflation calculator here while we're talking about it, right? I I like this because it's actual. This isn't, you know, uh, something that I invented. This is a legitimate uh, situation. Okay, so it's still at 9.4. So I would I would be willing to bet that that number is staying at 9.4 because gas has gone down. But like I told you the other day when I talked about this, but gas has dropped 60 cents. Drop, you know, Biden's working hard. He's gotten gas down. It's still a dollar 20 more than it was a year ago, guys. Okay, this is year to year. This isn't from month to month. This is based on July of last year. So, I would be willing to bet tomorrow when the GDP comes out, they're going to say we're in a recession. I mean, of course, the White House won't say that. They're going to say it's some other bullshit. It, it is what it is. It is a recession. You're going to see inflation, or I'm sorry, interest rates are going to start jumping again. You're going to see in 12 days when the inflation number comes out, it'll probably be 94 And they're going to give you some bullshit excuses. In the meantime, you have other countries making moves. And we're standing here thinking we're so great. And pretty soon we're going to be... I I, I don't know. All I know is this. If you guys have the means to do so, and I, I know I've said this time and time again, and I'm not telling you to go to any of these emergency food things because that shit's expensive, okay? But if you have the money when you go grocery shopping and if you 
go to a grocery store and they do like buy one get one freeze or 50% off or whatever the case may be buy some extra stuff <laughs> I'm telling you now you might think I'm crazy but if, if you can do it please for your own sake you need to do it canned foods rice you know whatever I'm just saying you guys uh, you'll thank me later all right, guys, with that being said, uh, please share this with your friends. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could please uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, like I said, share this with your friends. And uh, if you listen to us on an iPhone, an Android, whatever the case may be, and you're telling your friend they have the opposite phone, don't matter, we're everywhere. Spotify, uh, iHeart, Apple, Google, uh, Podbeam, Stitcher, Amazon, uh I don't know. We're pretty much everywhere except for Pandora. So, anyway. Uh, go to our website. Uh, Don'ttreadonamerica.com Facebook. Instagram, Don't Tread on America. And on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. Quick, quick little thing about Facebook, speaking of which. I put up a meme of, uh, of them changing the definition of, of different things, right? So... What did we have? The uh, definition of a vaccine, uh, definition of a woman, and now definition of a recession, right? So I, I tried to post that twice on Facebook, and neither time it get posted. So there you go. That, that just goes to show you how truthful. It's just a stupid cartoon with, like, the Grim Reaper knocking at a door. And the, the first door had the, the definition of a vaccine, and the second door was definition of a woman. Now we're at definition of a—and so no, we're not going to post it cool whatever so there goes the rhetoric they're gonna keep it pushing guys the recession's a big deal for us in this country but what's a bigger deal is this BRICS thing because these countries are setting themselves up and if they activate that project sandman we're fucked you think recession's bad I mean, wait till you can't get any money out of the bank why am I telling you to buy up on food and stuff like that what look at uh look at the countries where you're seeing where they can't access their bank accounts they're rioting and i'm not talking about like george floyd riots you might live in a small town and you don't see those riots you'll see them now cuz people when you're hungry and you can't get food you're going to find food so anyway you guys have a great day today is wednesday july 27th 2022 i'm pontificating on maybe doing a live show Friday night. So if you want to know more about that, follow us on Facebook and uh, check out the alerts there, guys, so you can see my beautiful mug and I'll we'll talk about some bullshit, probably go over the recession numbers. All right, guys, I'll talk to you on Friday. You guys have a great day and uh, yeah, peace out.